Welcome to IT Visionaries, created by The Mission, your number one source for accelerated learning. Elpna Doshi is the CIO of Philips. Philips is a major player in healthcare with an audacious goal to improve the lives of 3.5 billion people by 2025. As CIO, Elpna has driven transformational initiatives such as transitioning to cloud-based IT and is laser focused on aligning IT with the business to drive groundbreaking innovations around things like mobile, internet of things, and robotics. Enjoy the episode with Elpna Doshi. IT Visionaries is brought to you by the Lightning Platform by Salesforce. The Lightning Platform is a leading cloud platform that makes building AI-powered apps faster and easier. With Salesforce, now everyone is empowered to build apps for their organization. Learn more at salesforce.com slash build apps. Welcome to another episode of IT Visionaries. We are here at Salesforce Tower. We're 15 stories above San Francisco and above the 170,000 people that have gathered for Dreamforce. We have a really exciting episode for today. We have the CIO of Philips. Alpna, how's it going? Well, so far, it looks very, very sunny. So I'm looking for, indeed, more of the clouds to come in from Salesforce. <laughs> That's exactly right. Yeah, we have a really nice San Francisco morning here for Dreamforce. And we're actually going to be on a panel here in a couple hours, which is really exciting. We're going to be talking about the changing role of IT. We're going to be talking about empowering business. And as always on the podcast, we're going to do a little lightning round. So Tell me a little bit about your role at Philips. And and I think it's really cool that Philips has kind of gone through this transformation with the goal of improving the lives of 3 billion people by 2025. And also kind of your role as as CIO and how you see that impacting Philips and IT. Well, very grave question, I must admit. You know, starting off your first point here, indeed, when you think about saving 3 billion lives by 2025, I see as a huge responsibility on my shoulders as well to carry that weight. It is really talking the lives of people, you know, improving the lives of people. Think about it when a person is lying under that X-ray tube and other tubes that are there in the hospitals, and you really need to make sure the equipment is working very well. And what really makes it work? It is IT. And as CIO, I really feel the pain to make sure that everything is high quality, everything is done flawless, and indeed the execution speed is lightning, right? So I, I, I overall in my role in, in Philips, um, the responsibility of a 127-year-old company as such, where there is a lot of legacy that has to be transformed, we are in that transformation journey as we speak. And taking it to something, as you see around Silicon Valley, it's already digital. How do we bridge that gap? How do we make sure we have a two-speed IT where we continue to perform as well as transform and be at par with the digital world? So indeed, this is an exciting time for all of us at Philips, and each of our executives is playing a very important role, and I have to play a much, much more sharper role in order to make sure Philips is able to save the 3 billion lives as we speak. 
That's a really interesting way that you put it to have kind of that two speed where you're looking at maintaining and transforming is that I, I think what you said. Do you think that that's part of the changing role of IT? The fact that you know, IT leaders need to have half of their mind on the day to day and making sure that we can fulfill what's going on. I mean, not to not to be reductive, but like the ticket taking sort of process and then the half of your mind on the future on transformation. You said it, Ian, though you mentioned it very politely. But yeah, see, IT used to be a job where it is behind the desk, very clerical, but was long time back. If you look at a couple of years and how things have been changing and it probably I'm not satisfied, honestly, that it has changed yet. Still, the management mindset could be a mixed mindset. They see that IT has to be at the board table, but it's still not there. CIOs have to fight for a position to really talk through whether they can be in the strategy meetings or it is still coming as reactive approach. So, the changing role of IT is happening as we speak, but it requires more mavericks like us to really speak out and demand for things. And maybe more mavericks from the CEO community who really recognize that aspect. Because it's really not about you or I, right? It's much more about the age where technology is at the driving seat already. Look at the CEOs of most successful companies now. They're all technologists. What does it indicate to you? That technology is leading the way for business, but still now in business, we hear about statements, business should be the owner, business should be the driver. That's the old world. We are not in 20th century IT. This is the 21st century, and we better buckle up and get moving on that. So I'm fully on board with the changing role of IT and uh, do want to make sure we all at the CIO level and management levels do bring that change about in the industry. You said in the past that one of your favorite books is The Essential CIO, Why CIOs Need to Act More Like CEOs by Matthew Graham Hyde. And I think that it's really interesting that CIOs should start to think that way. How do you think that CIOs can start to make that mental transformation of thinking like the CEO? Yeah. And by the way, another book I love is Behind the Cloud. That's a wonderful one as well. Talking about being so... When you look at a CIO, a CIO has to touch the operations of the whole company. Not only touch the operations, but also think from a leading edge standpoint, what is it that is coming next and therefore not be left behind in the curve? And when you think about all of those things and compare it to what is a CEO worried about, a CEO is worried that all the PNL, all the kind of branding and all those aspects which really position and make a company really flourish are there. Now, if you compare the two, ultimately the most important aspect, which is the focus of both the CEO and the CIO is overarching brand has to be right. We are at par with technology. Business sales and marketing teams are able to get the kind of flexibility to introduce new offerings into the market and most important is not left behind our competition. We are all in a competitive world here, more competitive than we would really like to be, but we are indeed running like crazy. So unless the CIO really acts like a CEO, 
you are not able to keep on top of all the complexities that are that are in place multitasking is key as i was just coming over to our salesforce conference here somebody was telling me that you are looking at the board of the dreamforce you are seeing how to manage the traffic and you are also able to take these escalation calls on the fly what is it yeah you know it's it, no it totally is it's it's amazing all of the ways that And you look at some of the things that are going to roll out over the next few days, obviously with the like Apple partnership and Siri and all these different things that how interconnected everything really is going to be. The fact that you could, you know, tell your phone to do something and it actually is going to update your CRM and do all that stuff is, is pretty wild. And obviously, you know, Philips is a Salesforce customer. And one of the things that, you know, we're going to talk about on stage today is those truths that you need to tell your CEO, those truths that you need to spread throughout the organization. And I think one of those is driving innovation and being a culture of innovation. How do you do that at Philips with things like the innovation labs and looking at things like citizen development and looking at ways to innovate beyond just, you know, what's kind of like that kind of ticket taking mentality that we talked about. Yeah, exactly. Philips indeed is a very rich innovation. We are considered as the pioneers of innovation. And innovation meaning of innovation can be different to different people. So at Philips we believe in creating products that will save 3 billion lives by 2025, but it has been happening for a long enough time. Philips products and solutions are well known. So when you think about the type of dynamics that innovations require is really thinking ahead of what is it that can be a chronic area and how do you get a solution towards it? I mean just like Salesforce in a decade the company has transformed a significant amount of business i'm not talking about just salesforce transforming themselves but they have actually transformed and touched the lives of many of us in enterprises so to us when we think about innovation at this point and especially in light of the salesforce type of products and solutions we think about how software as a service can become a way of living which really means that gone again should be those days where you have to do hard wiring and trying to do configurations which take days and months now you talk about software configuration managing you know even sd wans through the configurable software you're able to go to like you said siri configuring your crm you know you are going to go for this robotization so to me this is a critical aspect now you mentioned a very critical word as well which is citizen development right for us business and it we have to partner together and the partnership used to be and i, I you know when i became a cio for a different company in my previous life i did my first event which was called the tango business tangos with yeah. it right and that created the whole life of a traditional way of tangoing now what we are talking about is a virtual tango at all points business knows where they need the automation where they need the flexibility and it immediately is there with them together to create these things and more than it it's really the capability existing so we don't have to be there as people we are there as the capability and you know you do it for yourself it's diy right 
Yeah, I mean, that's one of the things that's so fascinating, the speed of innovation that can come from the lowest level of business units, like from the practitioner level, from the associate level or wherever, that they have an idea for something, they could potentially start building it and say, hey, we really need this and hand it to IT. And now it's a completely different conversation than in the past, kind of like the guessing games of, you know, what is actually needed and how it's going to be fulfilled. Do you see that capacity as something that enhances, you know, your engineers and your IT team to have sensors throughout the organization? Every bit helps, I must say. And I like to say a very bold statement. People think it is technology. It is actually a different thing. It is about people at the end of the day. Technology is made to do what people want to do and the hunger to do it. Right, So this type of sensors you're talking about, especially for global companies like ours, you know, where there is so much diversity in culture, diversity in locations, diversity in the reachability, right? And for healthcare, it is the need is also there. How do you access such, you know, capabilities? Then the sensors really have to be that the whole control and feedback loop needs to be much more robust. And if that looping and AI can be applied in such things, you mentioned twice about this ticket-taking. I like to look at it, ticket-taking in a lot more advanced manner. So think about it as an AI application where you are able to see and assess what is the lay of the land, improve basis the control and feedback loop, apply the AI and have Siri direct the instructions. Yeah, the, the level that people will be able to seek feedback and see from an IT perspective what's going on in the organization, I think is really empowering for the business leaders. How do you kind of convince the business leaders that this is a good idea? And, you know, I was talking to a company that was selling into a product that ultimately IT would have a large role in. And they were saying how, well, we really need to get on on the phone with the business leaders. And I was kind of like, shouldn't you be getting on the phone with the CIO first? Like, isn't that the person that's going to be, you know, the person managing the implementation anyways? And they were like, yeah, it's just kind of, you know, and didn't really have an answer for it. But I think that it's such a silly thing to say. It's like, why would you go directly to the business unit? Exactly. I'm going to hire you, Ian. (laughs) So we indeed, that is the type of a huge mindset change that is still in the process. It's not there. We talk about it. But I tell my business, and it's also a leadership drive in Philips right now, how do you change the attitude? People who have been there for many, many years, they don't even realize what is outside the firewalls, right? So when you come in fresh into the organization and you've been there, seen it, how things are changing, I like to tell the business, drop your ego first. Stop role-playing. You have to think about the overarching company first and see who is the best person or role to really drive this. Ultimately, the gain is yours. It doesn't matter, right, if a business person has not raised an idea. So it's the way I do it is 
I do it with a lot of, you know, going three steps forward, taking one step back and taking them along. Because, you know, these are large companies. You can't always say that, well, you're wrong, I'm right, right? So you have to carry them along. That's an important aspect in corporate worlds. Till we reach maybe a decade from now where it will be much more of a streamlined, much more different culture of digital mindset, as I call digital natives in every part of every corporate unless we have reached that stage, you still need to go and bargain and go along with them, right? But we need to not stop at any levels. Be persistent is how I try to do it. When you look at finding talent for your IT organization? Like what are some of the things, what are some of the guidance, what are some of the, you know, tips and tricks that you've used in your career to really find and hone IT talent for your team? For me, IT talent is totally about not being all certified or very high competency levels as such. I look at a person's attitude. I look at the person willing to be flexible, change course as and when need be, and have that hunger to really try your best. And then I feel that the competency gaps can always be fulfilled because of internet and because of all the other available sources. It is not too difficult to train yourself as such, but it's much more difficult to change your whole mindset on how you want to perceive a problem. If that hunger is not there, you're not going to be successful. So for me, the talent really comes from the pool of people who are really there. You know, they can see, they can weave around the complexities and not get so bothered by too many problems. You know, we just can't do it. You got to move with the flow and also be able to change the direction of flow. That's the type of people I'm looking for. What's your best advice for a first-time CIO? Well, I would say go for the gut feel rather than any theoretical languages, right? You see what's happening and be bold enough to change the wave and to ride the wave both. Resilience is the most important quality I look for a first-time CIO. Don't, don't hesitate. What do you think about, and it's something we're going to discuss in our panel here in a few hours, but... This kind of notion that, yeah, I think it was Corn Ferry came out with the data that CIOs are the youngest person in the C-suite and I believe the second shortest tenured. And a lot of times they're the youngest and they're the most tech savvy in a group of folks that might not be that way. How, do, how should CIOs and, and VPs of IT and IT leaders kind of navigate that scenario? Yeah, I mean, indeed, you feel like a geek amongst the rest of the crowd and you're not, they tend to not include you. That is another reason why they're not included. I, I see this as a issue again of not a lack of what a CIO needs to know or do, but much more, again, an awareness campaign, which conferences like these, indeed, we should utilize it much more to change that mindset of management. These conferences, CEOs and management suite people need to be there and understand and listen to these kinds of conversations that you and I are having, right? So... Uh, the way I navigate is a lot of, I call it diplomacy, if I may, uh, though I'm not known very much for that. But we have to do a little bit of tricks here and there to make sure we get the right buy-in. We have the right influencers at different point. And the most important technique I have learned from my CEO and CFO is 
you have to have multiple leadership styles. There is no one leadership style that applies at all times. So you have to have that huge, like, you know, that Swiss knife type of a situation where you're able to switch gears and immediately apply according to the situation. But for CIOs, it is a tough world, a much more tougher world than it used to be because we are not satisfied also from being where we were. And that's the change. And it will really profit the companies if they identify the CIOs to be with the CEO. What about the role of the CIO with kind of these massive buying decisions? I mean, you have with all of the increase in technology solutions that are out there, the CIO has a really important in buying all of these. And if you can, if you know, you believe in SaaS and you believe in the continued growth of this with, I'm pretty sure every single person has got to with, you know, the SaaS or top 100 companies that are out there right now are just increasing quarter after quarter, right? So if the CIO is involved in the buying decisions, how important is it to be a kind of purveyor of the truth that's out there, of all of the solutions, to stay up on innovative trends, to stay up on tech trends, and to continue like, you know, being a visionary and seeing the future, seeing the chessboard multiple steps in advance? Yeah. So CIO also has to, we were talking about these roles, right? The CIO has to act like a CEO, which also involves the role of being an architect, you know, we should not ignore that part because for the chessboard to really be all the time alert and valid, you do need to know which technology may be useful at any given point. This indeed leads to a situation where you got to really climb that curve of being there and understanding what to do as next steps much more early. So when we say about digital transformation, now it's become all a buzzword for everyone, right? But what is digital transformation? To me, it is almost an aspect of where you don't have to intervene too much and things happen. Again, I love your Siri example, right? It just happens. So all of these things that we are talking about at this point here and is, is really about a CIO being aware of what technology trends to be there. If you leave the situation to a procurement head alone, it won't cut the bell, right? Today, CIOs are procurement heads. We are not influencers of decision making. We are the decision makers, period. That's it. That's great. I 100% agree. And I think that, I mean, obviously, you know, our listeners are cheering along with that, but I think it's a really, it's a salient point. Final piece on the citizen developers, you know, this idea that everyone can build apps and that innovation can come from multiple places within your organization, I think is really empowering for employees. And we've talked about this on the podcast in the past that, there's folks that are in HR, that are in finance, that are in these other areas that are creative individuals looking to solve their problems. Could you kind of just talk on citizen development and this idea of like, how would you, you know, look to your organization and say, hey, start building things like the time that you can build a prototype in a couple hours and actually, you know, make a change is now like that's very empowering. How do you kind of like position that message or are you positioning it? Or, yeah, 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 no, no, you said you read my mind and you're ahead of me because you're saying in hours, build the app and it's possible to do it. I was still bringing it, bring, bringing them down to doing an app a week and rolling it out globally for all of our 17 markets. So indeed, the language I am talking to my businesses and functions across the world are, please 
come, you tell us what your most convenience app could be, right? We are going to make it happen. But in order to really be agile, I'm co-positioning my IT teams with the business teams, right? So if it is a direct-to-consumer business and there is, a, say, sleep and respiratory as one of our big business verticals, and now what is the main chronic area for patients, right? Now, that the domain experts can tell us, business can tell us, but if the IT savvy person is there with the business, then immediately the app use case gets defined, the coding happens very quickly, and then the bigger part of integration, you won't realize integration is the biggest challenge. It's not the app development. It is the integration because we have large, large systems that we need to integrate with. So, that whole citizen co-partnership, right, that we call, has to be done in such a way that there is a trust to work together. The trust between the business and IT as one seamless unit is going to be a big driver for the citizen development. And that then automatically takes bigger shapes. It just evolves. It's like the viral effect of Facebook or, yeah. you know, any of the other guys. Yeah. Let's move into the lightning round. Okay. You've not seen these questions. Absolutely Actually, not. You didn't really see a lot of the questions, to be honest. I was okay. hiding them. These are fast and easy, just like building apps on the lightning platform. What app on your phone are you using that is the most fun? WhatsApp. Ooh, <laughs> that's good. I use WhatsApp more because one of my friends lives in another country now, so we use it all the time. Oh, okay. Favorite time-saving tool? A reminder. Favorite use of AI or chatbots that you've seen recently? Services. The service-oriented, like the services business, and very good to have the chatbot. Even in the banking application, even as a user, a banking user, you can talk to the person, do international fund transfers much more easily. Always helpful. Do you have a favorite team, sports or otherwise? Oh, well, Philips soccer team, they won the Dutch competition, the Dutch oh, championship no as well. That's one of my favorite teams. Yeah, go cheer. Do you have a favorite podcast or recent book that you've read? The recent book, of course, is a bit more of a lighter note, which I'm a fan of Harry Potter. Why well, go for all of these other books? We have enough of that. But Harry Potter, really fun, very solution-oriented. We're reading it to my nephew right now, and he's on... We just finished Goblet and his mind is like blown. It's just <laughs> unbelievable. He's eight. Yeah. And the whole thing, he has like, he builds wands every day and it's like, it's, like, it's great. Favorite one day getaway where you live in the Netherlands? Amsterdam. Good cruises, canal cruises are good. Very relaxing. Do you have a favorite Dreamforce moment or are we about to go make it? We're about to. This is the moment. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. What technology are you most excited about? AI. I believe AI is really going to change the way we work. It's the Star Trek moments for all of us to look forward to. I love it. That's it for the lightning round. Lightning round brought to you by Lightning Platform by Salesforce, a leading cloud platform that makes building AI-powered apps faster and easier. Salesforce, building apps is everyone's business. Learn more at salesforce.com slash build apps. That's it. That's all we got. Thanks so much for, for hanging out. Thank you, Yen. Appreciate it. Enjoyed it. <laughs> Thank you again to our friends at Salesforce. IT Visionaries is brought to you by the Lightning Platform by Salesforce, a leading cloud platform that makes building AI-powered apps faster and easier. With Salesforce, now everyone can build apps for their organization. Learn more at salesforce.com slash buildapps. apps.